everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It's August 26th. It's 2020. We have 12 baseball games we're going to talk about here on today's slate. Uh, that's because FanDuel likes to do 12 games and DraftKings likes to do 10 games. And Yahoo had like some random 8 o'clock start slate yesterday. So uh, we're all over the place. But uh, we have baseball. We have sports. And we have Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Uh, we'll see. I know it's a baseball pod. We'll see how I'm doing at the end of the NBA night. I uh, decided to fade Jamal Murray today along with Donovan Mitchell. And the Mitchell's probably working out okay. Jamal Murray is not working out okay. I think he had about almost 60 the last time I checked. So uh, it is what it is. That doesn't mean I'm not going to earn any money tonight because I do have some other really good pieces. But, hey, you guys aren't here to hear about Jamal Murray. You're here to hear about uh, the Boston uh, Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays at some point on this 6 o'clock early start for FanDuel. So uh, I I won't spill that out today. I'll just go on to the analysis. (laughs) Yeah, well, did did, did Jokic go off? Like, that was my only advice on the podcast yesterday. Dean, like, we talked a little bit about basketball, and I was like, don't play Jokic. That – Hopefully, uh, my advice—the the one advice thing that I that I said—hopefully he didn't go off. So that, that's all I care about. Well, I mean, you know, this is more of a raw point slate. It's only two games. He's got forty-two. That's not enough. Points. He stinks. Uh, Jamal Murray's got sixty-five, and then Ooh, see, you should have played Murray. Don't play Jokic. Yeah. Play Murray. Um... The next closest guy has 31, which is Conley. But, you know, the big dogs are coming up next. Yeah, Luca. Luca's about to get started. So, you know, the 140 fantasy points he's going to put up. So, <laughs> And, I, I, you know, I have Luca 100% and Kawhi 100% and Trey Burke 100%, Marcus Morris 100%. So, well, Markeith. So, anyway, I've got four guys 100% locked in in that game. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Underdog Fantasy Sports from the minds behind the draft app. NFL Best Ball is a fun, set it and forget it format. They have an app for iOS and Android. Best Ball leaks from $3 to $100, including their signature Best Ball Mania tournament. $25 entry, $1 million prize pool with $200,000 to the winner. Use promo code GRIND. Be on the lookout for live shows on Roto Grinders. Check them out at underdogfantasy.com. Download the app today and start your NFL drafting. That's promo code grind. And uh, Hey, listen, they have a $5 big tournament on there too called the bubble. What a, what a tournament name uh, because you know, we got the NBA bubble and uh, Hey, listen, football is right around the corner, like right around the corner. It's, it's coming way faster than we all expected, but uh, we're going to talk some baseball and we'll already started it, man. We got Red Sox and blue Jays, Colton Brewer against Wilmer font. The, 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 the sick, awesome, like stack of the century on FanDuel because they're letting us play this game. Uh, Will, we're, we're skipping on these pitchers, right? Like, this is easy. Like, I, I'll sum this up. We're not playing these pitchers. Negative. Like, one pitcher site, you're not playing Wilmer Font or Cor- Colton Brewer. There you go. I sum that up. Let's talk these bats. Um, Wilmer Font has some strikeout ability. Like, he's a guy that sits around, like, 26%. But, Will, he gives up so much power. Um Talk me off of not playing Red Sox um, in this ballpark that seems to be a hitter's ballpark. No, I will not talk you off any Red Sox. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, this is a good spot for both sides of the game, really. Uh, you know, I, I love me some Verdugo up top. I mean, 
Everything looks good this season. I mean, against right-handed pitcher right now, look, I've all, I'm always going to say he's got a really high ground ball rate, but I don't really care. 339 ISO, 408 Woba, 20% K rate, a 333 BABIP. Everything looks good across the board for him. Uh, Devers hasn't been hitting well, but, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to run this stat without him. And Mitch Moreland just seems like a walking home run right now. 533 ISO, 517 Woba, 20% K rate, 16.7% walk rate. Uh, I'm not just trying to point out the lefties, but uh, the one, you know, Verdugo and Moreland have, you know, some of the lower uh, K rates on this team with power, with power. So I, I'm really excited for those guys. And then you look at, you know, what what Font struggles with, and it's the left side of the plate, man, uh, giving up 308 ice. So this is this year, 15.4% K rate. Uh, look, that's 13 plate appearances, very small sample size. But, you know, I still – I'm going to roll with it on this slate, man. I really like these Boston lefties. You know, I'll sprinkle in some righties here or there. But uh, especially for a guy that's going to be mostly fastball, I think you have to like these Boston lefties to start out the night. Yeah, what's crazy too is like Mitch Moreland, he's having a great year. Like he's hitting like 330 or 340 or something along those lines. Like he's having a great year. And he's so expensive on FanDuel. We might actually get him like – Lower owned, um, which is fantastic. So love Mitch Moreland. I love the Red Sox. Um, Devers and Verdugo, they're both way underpriced um, on FanDuel. So, you know, you just got to – you're going to get exposure to this team. Like, this is a spot – you're, you're going to get exposure to both sides. Like, let's talk about the Toronto side. You know, Biggio is 3,900. Um, Hernandez is 3,500. Like, these guys are just – they're studs. Like, this is a spot. Like, Colton Brewer is not going to go deep. You're going to get the Red Sox bullpen, and it's one of, if not the worst, bullpens in baseball. And, like, Eovaldi was supposed to start uh, in this game, but, like, it doesn't sound like – it doesn't sound probable. Um, Yeah, so, like, he's dealing with, like, um, a calf injury. So, like, Will, we're getting Colton Brewer for, like, two, maybe three innings, and then we're getting, like, the Red Sox bullpen. Like, the Blue Jays stack is – oh, man, like – this game, just stack it up. This 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 game, whatever the over is, take it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100, percent man. I, both sides of the game, and I think the good thing about it is, you know, on, only on FanDuel, what you guys know, I, I love FanDuel anyway. Uh, we've just got good prices across the board. Like if you're trying to stack up this game, I, I don't think I make a stack without Moreland. Uh, and another guy that's been pretty hot this season so far. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez was kind of on a tear at one point, uh, just really hitting really well. Uh, and I mean, you know, look, he's boomer bust, but I think it's going to be a lot of boom in this matchup with this Red Sox bullpen. So I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice with Teoscar and uh, Grichuk. I mean, just just both sides, man. I think this is a just a fantastic spot. I wouldn't fade Biggio. I, I know he's a little bit more expensive, but I mean, 318 ISO, 371 Woba, 16% K rate. You, you know I love guys that don't strike out as much, uh, you know, and I like guys that are going to make contact. So I, I really like him here. Uh, and I don't want to forget about the bottom of this lineup either. You know, Guriel is a guy that was hitting in the four hole for a while and kind of struggled, and now they've got him, you know, kind of pinched down 7-8. He's a, I think he's an ultimate tournament player, a guy that can really rack up some RBIs. Even in the seven hole, he's got Teles Hernandez, Vlad in front of him. I think he's got – insane RBI potential in this seventh spot if that's where he is on the slate. He's one of my favorite tournament players from this team. All of them. All of them. Play the whole lineup. Like, you know, there is a good chance that I I have a Toronto stack, um, Red Sox stack, a game stack, like just all of these guys. Like, 
I you like I get it's so it's so exciting to know that you're going to get the Red Sox bullpen so much here. Um, moving on, we got Baltimore Tampa. The other game at six o'clock. Before we get on to like the main slate for DraftKings, it's Wojcikowski against John Curtis. Um, any interest here in Wojcikowski? No, I'm not going to take him in this spot. I, I, I and I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's necessary though. Yeah, like I. I how do you argue with like the way that Tampa's playing? Like, you know, it's, it's a good solid lineup and you know, I'm probably going to pass um, Johnny Curtis on the other side. Uh, like this dude's not a prospect whatsoever. Um, journeyman. Like we've seen him before with the twins. We've seen him before with the angels um, like triple a, like they, it's just like, to me, John Curtis is throwing in this game because they need somebody to throw. Um, but it sounds like Trevor Richards. Um, yeah, like, so Curtis is going to start and then Richards is going to pitch, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I'm just avoiding the whole pitching situation here from these guys. Yeah, uh, I, I won't be touching on pitching too much. I mean, I, I do think Tampa Bay is a pretty high upside stack today just in terms of, of leverage. But And when I say leverage, I mean against the field. But I don't – I'm not touching pitchers in this game at all. Yeah, let's talk bats. Um, you know, looking at the Baltimore side of things, like you know, Curtis again. Like, I, I don't, I don't think he'll, he'll pitch deep here. So, like, we're really kind of just banking on like the Rays bullpen. It's really good. Like, I think you could, you could like maybe play like Santander, Nunez. Um, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a full Baltimore stack here, especially on like it's only on Fanduel. I you know I typically run like a four three two or or four three one or a four two two something along those lines. Um, I don't think I'll end up like stacking like a full Baltimore stack here. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'm gonna have any Baltimore guys. I don't I don't think I'll have any on this slate. Um, Tampa. Any interest here in the Tampa bats? No. Well, yes. Tampa upside stack for me. Um, you know, when you got Meadows back in the lineup, uh, Brandon Lowe, Yandy, Choi, Yoshi, I mean, Wendell, I, I think these are all, I think all these guys are viable. Um, I, I don't think I'll get too much at the bottom of the lineup, but in terms of the first six or seven, I, I think it's a pretty high upside stack on this slate. Um, you know, he's not really throwing too much high heat in terms of major league uh, velocity. I mean, he's about 91 miles an hour, you know, typical, typical pitching fastball. I mean, these guys are, you know, hitting fastballs pretty well. And then, I mean, he's going to go some slider, but I, I just, I think this team is really playing well. I, I think it's a good spot for him. Um, and I think it's going to be very low ownership on this slate, especially when the first game out of the gate is kind of pretty, you know, one of those ones that we're going to want to target. I think these Tampa Bay bats get overlooked, especially when some of the prices have increased on guys like low um moving right along here we got the marlins and the mets we start the main slate over there on DraftKings. these games of course on fandle are included in that main slate for fandle we got elijah hernandez against jacob grum um any interest here in hernandez uh no not gonna play him today i know the mets were hot at one time but i, I don't think he's necessary i mean i'm not saying I'm not saying he's the worst pitcher in the world, but I don't, I don't think he's necessary. So uh, I will be passing. All right. So here's my argument, right? Um, he's 6,600. 
we do live in a world of a salary cap. Um, and like he's 6,600. I don't love a lot of guys down here. Um, like Gausman's a good pitcher, but he's getting the Dodgers today. Michael Fulmer, we don't know how deep he'll really go. Um, Tejon Walker, you know, it's hit or miss against San Diego. So like, we're going to talk about all these guys as we go, but here's the thing on Hernandez, like the Mets, they've, they haven't played in what, four, five, six days. Like they haven't played in, I don't know if it's a full week, but it's close. Um, like I don't have it up in front of me. I'm not going to look it up really quick, but like, so that's my argument. Elijah Hernandez is a guy that's sitting around, you know, a 30% K rate this season. It's a small sample size, like two or three starts. Um, that's fine. But my argument is, is the timing going to be off on the Mets? You know, this is not like the best offense in baseball. They have, they have good bats. Like I'm not, Conforto's good. Alonzo's good. Like they have good bats. So like my only argument is, is the timing going to be off just enough for Elijah Hernandez to come out here and hit 20 DK points at 6,600 because that would be fantastic to get three X out of a pitcher at 6,600. So he's in play. Will. I'm not saying like, I love him. I'm not saying that I hate him. But I'm saying he's in play because we do need to respect like the the human aspect of baseball, and the human aspect is when you when you're in quarantine, they're not really doing anything. Like I, I I don't know if it was because maybe they were able to be on the field and stuff because it was like somebody in the clubhouse or in the in the office. But like uh, this whole thing is like all all of this is like a fluid situation for us, and like we we are we are dealing with it. But we've seen teams slow after taking days off, and this is a huge break. So. I think Hernandez is in play because of that. And then on the other side, Jacob DeGrom, it's like the counter argument. Like how deep are they going to let DeGrom go? And the good thing about DeGrom is like, it's almost normal rest for him. Um, Like it was a couple extra days. So maybe that helps him. Um, But like, this is to be, this will be the third start in a row. Third start in a row. He's faced the Miami Marlins. Like, that's concerning, you know, but he's Jacob DeGrom. It's the Marlins. Like he's still probably the best pitcher on the slate. Uh, talent wise, he's definitely the best pitcher on the slate. Like, you know, there's arguments for guys like Sonny Gray, who's super cheap facing Milwaukee that if you want to pay down. Um, but like overall, like DeGrom, if you're paying up, it's probably DeGrom for me. Yeah, I totally get it, man. I, I've actually got a guy like a little bit more than DeGrom. I mean, j- just a hair, but it, it's, it, it, it's it's nothing to it. Uh, I, I, but I'm with you, though. Uh, I, I like DeGrom today. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. They're still there, even in 2020. Uh, you know, you think maybe he slows down a little bit because he had some injuries. Nope. 32.1% K rate, 2.73 XFIP, uh, 52% ground ball rate. I know I don't have to go into all of that, but the bottom line is the guy is still elite, even, you know, going through some injuries and going through Corona this season. I mean, you just play the guy, period. He's a beast. That is what Will is trying to say. He's a beast. Um, do you have any ish, like interest in the bats on the on the Marlins? I probably I'm gonna fade them. I'm not playing. No, them. no, no. I, I don't yeah. man, I, I don't typically play the one off game against Aces. I'll play it against a guy like, you know, um uh Jose Barrios or something like that, but I, I don't play the one off game against the Aces. Um, any interest here in the uh, Mets bats? Uh, I mean, maybe a little. I, I think, you know, Brandon Nemo looks really good this year so far. I mean, that K rate is really far down. Uh, but I, I'm not going to attack him. Cano will be okay. I think I would be, you know, no more than two or three bats from this game. Just hoping that, you know, we get we can get him to uh, – 
to give up a home run or two. I mean, he does have a really high fly ball rate and a really high hard hit percentage. So I think I'd go home run hunting with, you know, Conforto, Nemo, Dave, any of these guys that really hit the, hit the pitching profile. It's going to end up being like a really crappy slate for me on Tuesday. Like I just, I just looked really quick and like Paddock, not, not a great start, Chris. Um, Cubs and Tigers, John Lester, my favorite pitcher in baseball against Michael Fulmer. Um, listen, I, I, I preached and I preached and I preached and I said like Lester was going to regress and like everyone should stack the White Sox. And I hope everyone listened because the White Sox pounded Lester, pounding myself on the back wheel. Don't care. Um, I don't, I don't take a lot of victory laps, but I, I, I took that victory lap. Um, listen, Lester gets Detroit and like, I don't know what to do here. The The thing that is somewhat interesting is like Detroit's actually been really like solid against left. They've been terrible against righties. They, they bottom bottom in a lot of offensive categories against righties, but like they're second in baseball and Woba against left-handed pitching this season. They're second in baseball in WRC plus against lefties this season. And like, this is like, the concerning thing, but like, they're still fifth, like they're fifth, like fifth in ISO, like, will like, w- like this is not the same Tigers team. Like they're, they're hitting lefties. Like I'm, I'm probably going to pass on Lester again. I don't like this new approach to, to pitching for John Lester. Yeah. And I mean, Steve, even more importantly, look, I, I, I try to adjust to this season's numbers faster than others. And I know it's a small sample size, but Let's see if we can get it ahead of the curve here. And, and I'm looking at this thing. And, you know, while Jacoby Jones is striking at a 31.6% clip, Scope, 22.7, Miggy, 12%, Candelario, 17, Goodrum, 16, Maven, 16, uh, Romine, 8.3. I mean, we got Bonifacio, who just, I think Bonifacio is what, two or three starts in, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or maybe one or two. But e- either way, I mean, you know, th- they're also not striking out and it's just, you know, Lester's been bad this year so far. Uh, you know, shout out to my boy, Brian Tulock. Sorry, Brian. Uh, you might take that John Lester picture down, buddy. Uh, he has been God awful in terms of the metrics, 15.2% K rate, 5.4 X FIP. You know, then I go and I kind of look at these recent trends and, you know, one of the things that's standing out to me, is this Stevie, the K rate was already at 19%. Now it's down even further. Uh, it's just, things just don't look good for Lester right now. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more willing to side with the Detroit bats uh, than, than I do anything else. I mean, he's, he's given up 12 more percent hard contact over his yearly numbers. Uh, you know, 9% more normal contact. He was 77 guys that connect on 87.6% of his pitches. I mean, when I said the K rate, and I misread it, the K rate's down six percent. Excuse me, twenty from twenty-one to fifteen. I know I'm reading out these numbers, but listen, guys, John Lester's not good right now. Detroit Tigers are an elite stack, in my opinion. They're one of my favorite plays on the slate, so we'll we'll definitely get into them uh, because I really like I really like them on the slate. So, um, well, like you know, Michael Fulmer, he's fifty-four hundred. Like they let him go. 63 pitches in his last start. Like, it's it just because he hasn't pitched well. Like, he just hasn't pitched well. You never know what you're going to get from the Cubs. Like, that's the only problem. But, like, Michael yeah. Fulmer tell, tell might – he might be broken, man. Like, he he is – he's really struggled so far this season. 
I mean, I think it's the injuries. I mean, can we get Michael Fulmer from about three years ago when we were getting him at about 8,500 and we knew he was going to go out for six innings, probably get four or five strikeouts and not give up any runs? I mean, geez, can, can we get that Michael Fulmer back? I think that guy's long gone. Uh, Ex-Fip, I mean, honestly, him and John Lester's numbers look about the same to me. So uh, I, I would be willing to attack both sides of this game. Um. Man, listen, the Cubs are in play. I uh, it's they're so they're so frustrating to stack because they they just do so well. Like they're the, they're the definition of a tournament stack. Um, so I just I mean, he just keeps hitting. I mean, yeah. he's not as good right now, but God, he's probably the best hitter on this team. I, God, can we just get him in Atlanta? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I know we've got Freddie, but I'm saying just put him at third or something. Let's just win win a World Series. Jeez. Look at DH now. Just DH him. Like, <laughs> oh, I gotta do. Um <laughs> oh, wishful thinking, my friends. <laughs> All right. So yeah, like the Cubs that they're in play. They're they're uh, definitely a stack you want to have it interest in. Um like I said, I, I love Detroit here. Like the top, you know, four or five guys here, Jones, Scope, I don't hate Miggy. I don't love Miggy. I, I think Miggy is going to get on base, but you're likely going to get singles from him. But, like, Candelario, Goodrum, all these guys um, very much in play. Um, there hasn't been many times this season that I, I've, I've, like, touted um, Detroit. But, like, this is a spot, like, they're super cheap. Uh, they make a ton of sense here. Yeah, and, I mean, they don't even have, you know, Mr. C.J. Cronin in the lineup right now. So, I it's just I like these guys. Look, you know, Lester's going to throw the cutter. It's going to be some ground balls, but I think runs are going to be scored. You know, if they can knock him around a little bit, he he'll probably go four or five innings. So I I I love Detroit. I think this is a top notch stack on this slate for sure. Um, moving right along here, we got uh, the Yankees and the Braves. Uh, the second end of the doubleheader. It's not on the slate though, so we're going to move on. That's what I was going to say yeah. Uh, twins and Indians, Jose Barrios and Mike Clevenger, um, Barrios, like he's a guy that, <sighs> another guy that's been like super hard throughout his career to, you know, kind of figure out, um, he, he absolutely dominated the Brewers last time out. Like that, we that's what that. we talked yeah, about. Like, it, that's what we expected. We um, yes. <laughs> I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to pass on him here. Will, what's your thoughts on Barrios? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to take them against Cleveland. Um, you know, Milwaukee, that was a totally different situation last week. We, you know, we talked about him being an ultimate tournament play, but I, I don't want to do it against Cleveland. And not, look, first of all, Cleveland hasn't been hitting extremely well, but, uh, you know, they're hitting better than Milwaukee. And, and, I mean, it's close, though. I mean, a lot of these guys that, you know, we felt like should have lower K rates are up there uh, for this season. So, but I still, I, I'm, I'm not going to touch them against Cleveland. I think this is a much tougher matchup. Um, the other side, Clevenger, you know, coming back, obviously, um, he was – well, he was COVID, right? Like, he was out from – pretty sure he was out from COVID. Um, I could be wrong, but yeah, – um, Yeah, I think it was COVID. You know, beginning of the month, this dude threw 100 pitches against Cincinnati. Um, like, I, I like Clevenger in general, but 8,900 for a guy coming back – um, we really don't know what to expect pitch wise and facing like Minnesota, um, Minnesota already tagged him once this season when he was ramping up. Like I'm a Clevenger fan, but like, this is probably not the spot that I'm going to play him. Yeah, man. I, I think this is a massive Clevenger fade spot. 
I also think this is a massive twin spot. I know we'll get to that, but that, that's how I feel about this spot with Clevenger today. Uh, let's talk twins. Uh, give me your thoughts on them. Yeah, man. Uh, I think the twins, this is another really, really, really good spot. Uh, I feel like this is a spot I kind of want to load up. I, I, I know Clevenger is going to be throwing some heat. So, you know, I, I don't want to overlook that. I, I do know he's, he's going to be throwing some, but I, I think this is a really good spot for them. Um, kind of kind of the reverse of the Mets. You know, you kind of talked about the Mets and how maybe they're, they're a touch behind. And I, I f- kind of feel that same way with Clevenger. Maybe he's just a tad bit off. You know, maybe he walks one too many guys. Maybe he misses a few, uh, you know, a, a few spots at the plate. You know, maybe he, he's trying to get an outside corner. He goes a little bit far, too far inside. And then, bam, you know, Sano S- or somebody sent it across the fence. So that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I, I like these guys, Kepler, Polanco, Cruz. I mean, all the numbers look good, especially on the fastball. Uh, Rosario's got pretty low ISO. Uh, he's, he might be the one guy that I fade here. Uh, but these top three, Kepler, Polanco, Cruz look really good. Uh, and, and Marwin Gonzalez as well, who's always going to be the cheaper of the bunch. Really like him today in this spot. So uh, I, I like the Twins. All right. Um, Indians. I don't hate like one-offs from the Indians, but overall, like I'll probably pass. Like the guy that I probably had the most interest in here is like Fran Mill, like Barrios, three sixty-nine Woba, fifty-seven percent hard hit rate against righties this season. Fran Mill's kind of like a reverse splits guy anyway. Um, a lot of power against right-handed pitching. So like maybe as a one-off, um, you can always make an argument for Ramirez or Lindor, but like I, I probably won't stack Cleveland on this slate. It'd be more of like one or two mans at most. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, look, Barrios could end up walking guys. So I, I don't mind Ramirez. You know, I, I, I don't mind a Lindor, but I'm with you. I'm not going to be stacking this team at all. Oakland at Texas, Mike Fires, Colby Allard. Um, any interest here in Mike Fires? I actually don't hate Fires today. Uh, I think this could be an interesting spot for him. The problem is, God, his numbers this year are awful. Uh and and that's my concern. It's just a K rate. I, I actually want to play him a little bit as, as maybe an SP2. Um, I'm I'm going to strongly consider it. But like I said, the numbers this year are just terrible. The X flips up. K rate at 10%. That scares me a lot, even against a team that's not hitting well. Um, you know, it, it's really kind of just a price thing. I mean, and, and it's kind of like we talked about. For his price, you, you'd probably just rather play Hernandez. So I – I want to play him because it's Texas, but maybe I maybe I get away from him. Yeah, like you know the matchup, Texas. They they you know a team that's really struggled against right-handed pitching this season. We've talked about it a bunch, um, but I can't play Mike Fires. I can't play a dude with a ten percent K rate and a six point five xFIP. Like Hernandez is cheaper, and he has a thirty percent K rate on the season. So like for me, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, and I mean, I look at his last start. He went six innings, gave up four runs only got two strikeouts just but he's 7800 like that's that's my biggest problem with fires it's just like i would i would punt a like catcher or a second baseman or something before i i I think i'd play fires i'd just get up to like lamette or somebody like that like that that's sure (laughs) like that's the problem with the that's the problem with the slate right like the problem with the slate is like you know, you're probably like there's a strong argument you could just play Gray and Lamette together, it, it, both under 9K, um, and have 4,000 per hitter. Like, you just don't need fires. So, um, 
I can't do it. Like, I like the bats on both sides here. Cody Outer on the other side, he's just not a guy that strikes out righties. Um, they're going to throw eight righties at him here. Matt Olson plays every day unless he gets a day off. Um, they're going to throw eight righties at him here. So, like, overall, I don't like this spot for him whatsoever. And um, Oakland can win this slate. Like, they're on the road. You're going to get nine innings. And you're going to get good positions in the lineup for Piscotti, Kana, um, Loriano. Um, like, this is a – I think this is a great spot, Will. Like, this guy is not, not going to do well. And he gives up a ton of fly balls to all these power guys. Like, good luck with that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, we're looking at it. I'm going to call out some of these numbers. Simeon, 97% contact rate on this fastball, 200 ISO, uh, 2.3% whiff rate. Like, Marcus Simeon is elite today. Elite. Uh, going to be trying to find a way to get him into my lineups. Same thing for Piscotti, 81, 81% contact rate, 214 ISO. Uh, Chapman, 85% contact rate, 136 ISO. I know that's a little bit lower. Don't care. Uh, Connor, 500 ISO, 85% contact. I mean, you, you already talked about it, man. Loriano, 89% contact rate, 500 ISO. Chris Davis, uh, I mean, man, I know he's not, you know, he doesn't feel like Chris Davis from the days of old, but 545 ISO, 86% contact. Uh, Murphy at the bottom, Mr. Sean Murphy, uh, the ISO numbers aren't there, 100% hard contact. Obviously, this is one bad at ball event, so I don't want to over-exaggerate that. Bottom line is, uh, this team should destroy Kobe Allen if, if everything lines up. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Simeon, elite tournament play today in my book. All right. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Oakland a lot. Um, listen, I, you can make – you really can make a strong argument for Texas on this slate. I know they've been terrible um, this season, <laughs> like – Ah, man, fires just can't strike anybody out. And, like, you give Joey Gallo a guy that's not going to strike anybody out, like, how how far does the ball go? Like, that that's the thing with Gallo. Like, Gallo – like, if we look back to the start of last season, Gallo is a guy that just hits the baseball hard. His average exit velocity is elite. His hard hit rate is elite. Like when he's not striking guy, like when he's not striking out, he's elite. And I know he hasn't shown that power this season. And but like the hard hit rate is still there. Um, you know, balls over ninety five miles an hour are still there. Like this is an elite spot for Joey Gallo. Um, Derek Dietrich, another guy that I really like here because like he's another guy with a lot of pop. Um, so like those are the types of guys I'm looking at for Texas here. Like. You know, we'll have to see if Odor's in the lineup. He's another one. Um, this would be one of those spots where if that young rookie bats leadoff, uh, Tavares, at 3,100, like, he's a cash game play. Like, he, he, you're not going to get struck out by Mike Fires. So, like, he would be a cash game play for me in that spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally get it, man. I, I – you might be selling me a little bit here on Texas, even though I was considering some fires, just maybe he could look, maybe we could get, you know, him to, to, to go back to the fountain of youth uh, the way some of these older pitchers do me sometimes, you know, I think, uh, in fact, I don't, I don't want to go and revisit Sunday too much, but uh, God, what's the guy from, from Washington? He just dialed back, the, dialed back the clock and just mowed down Miami. And I thought Miami was going to 
tear him up. And H- Hannibal Sanchez, Jesus, just mowed these guys down. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to have to dig into this Texas thing a little bit more, but you might be selling me because fires, these numbers this season are, they're just terrible. Just how terrible. much, it, like, how awesome would it be? We wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, Texas roof is going to be open. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. There we go. But there I doubt it. Go. Like, they're, they're dealing with some hurricanes and like a lot of weather. Yeah. So I, I yeah, doubt shout it. Out to so. one of my friends, he, he texted me today and let me know. He said, him and his family, they're going to have to evacuate. Like, it's mandatory because they're going to be in a direct hit zone. So uh, hopefully, you're all right, man. Yeah. All, everybody that lives in that area, uh, always. Thoughts and prayers to everyone. Um, I live in Florida, man. Like I like hurricanes are like second nature to us. Like, uh, I'm not saying that like in a bad or good way. I'm just saying like I know how bad the damage can yeah, be. We so understand. I'm in Charleston. Same thing. So. Yeah. Like so, be it. safe. Don't <laughs> underestimate any type of storm like that. So, uh, Reds and Brewers. Sunny Gray. Adrian Hauser. Sunny Gray. Um, listen, I know Luis Castillo just got in a little bit of trouble. And I know I can't call a pitcher to save my life uh, right now because, like, Chris Paddock's getting rocked too. But I'm going – like, I'm just going to go all in. Like, I'm telling you right now, Sonny Gray's my guy. Like, he'll he'll likely get blown up because that's what Sonny Gray does every time I roster him. But, like, there is no way in this spot – like, and he got beat up by this team last time he pitched against them. But, well, I'm I'm all in again. Don't care. Um, This team stinks, and he's really good. Yeah, I mean – and by beat up, we mean he gave up four runs, went five and a third, and still got seven strikeouts, which is more we can say for, for some other teams. I mean, if he doesn't give up the runs, then he's still right on target, with, you know, in, in comparison to some of these other guys, you know, being a lot cheaper than, you know, your DeGrom or your Kershaw, who will get to. So I, I like Gray. I think he's one of my favorite plays on the board. Uh, across both sites, too. Now, like I said, I, and I said I had another favorite pitcher. We're getting to him later, but uh, I – I think Gray is up there, man. I, I think he's I, – I think Gray is probably number two on my list today for sure. Yep, love him. Love him. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Hauser's in play. Um, you know, he's – a guy, like, his strikeout rate is way down this season, uh, much higher against righties. They're going to throw a lot of lefties at him. Like, he's not my favorite play on the slate. He's in play, but he's not my favorite. Um, I probably won't end up with him. Like, 7,700. Again, like, the, the argument that I'm going to – like, do you pass the Hernandez test? Like – I think Hernandez can do enough <laughs> at like sixty six hundred to to get me there when I'm not paying up for like Lamette, Gray, Degrom, um, even like Kershaw. Like, um, so like he just he doesn't pass the Hernandez test for me. It's as simple as that. Like, um, I like the matchup. I don't I don't really like worry about Cincinnati overall. They're they, oh this lineup, um, very good at the top, very bad at the bottom. But yeah, like I'm probably not gonna play Hauser here. Do you have any thoughts on him? Nah, I won't be playing him at this 7,700. That's going to be a negative. Yeah, uh, moving on to the bats here. Do you have any interest in the Reds' bats? Uh, it's weird. Maybe maybe some one-off play. I'm not completely enticed to, you know, load up on the Mets. I mean, look, you know, Votto looks okay today. Like, like I, I do think Votto could hit a home run today. I, I will say that. I know – Votto walks, but but the numbers look good, and Votto's been in a long time. I mean, it's pretty good sample size, uh, and and that's about it. I actually thought I thought Moose was going to look a little bit better, but he doesn't look as good as I thought today. I will say Joey Votto, though. I'm telling you, he's a sneaky, sneaky home run call today. Sneaky. 
Worst play on the slate. Um, don't play Joey Votto. <laughs> friends don't let like friends don't let friends play Votto. Like, I will I love you, and you're my you're my boy, Will. But Joey Votto stinks. Um, do you know the last time he got a hit was like um last week or something like that? My my son was not 11 months when he got a hit. Like that's how long ago it was. So, um, like. He's up right now, and he's probably going to hit a grand slam. Um, like because he's gonna he he's like, ha ha talk smack about me. I'm going to get a hit now. But like honestly, he is like legit. Oh, for his last 16 at the plate. Um, and I'm watching his at bat right now. But like he is, he's ice cold. He's 4800. Listen, I like lefties against Hauser, and I, I hear you, and I understand what you're saying. Um, but like Winker, Mosakis, those would be the guys for me. Um. Votto's gonna hit a home run now just because I said that. But um the Milwaukee side, I'll probably pass. Like Yelich is always in play. Um, but Sonny Gray should pitch really well here. Yeah, I'm I'm not good. touching a single <laughs> Milwaukee bat. Hey, listen, we're gonna be good today, man. Don't worry. Uh uh Sonny Gray's coming through for you for sure. Coming through in the we, we'll, we'll see. Um Joey Votto, two <laughs> two oh count, pitch right down the middle. He took it. That's what Joey Votto does. Um Royals, Cardinals. Jacob Junis, uh, Dakota Hudson. Junis coming off the IL. Um, we really don't know how deep he'll go in this game. We, do you have any interest in him? Uh, I, I want to see how St. Louis does today. Uh, please. They finally got to Harvey. It took them like I, four innings, but they finally know, got to him. I, like I know, but I'm saying like oh. let, let, let's get some 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 Matt Harvey action going, and then we'll we'll, we'll see how we decide to handle these guys against Jacob Junis. Uh, but um, now nah, I think they're in play. I, you know, Junis, he, you know, coming off, even still, he hasn't been great this season. He's another one that's kind of in that Mike Fires category, 10% K rate, 6.1 X trip this season. Keeps, excuse me, he's going to keep the ball on the ground, but I, I don't really care about that. When guys are bad, guys are bad. If you're giving up runs, you're giving up runs. You won't be in long. So I, I think, I think St. Louis is going to be in play today. Um, and, and that's just kind of where I'm at. I won't be playing Junis. Yeah, like, even if we go back and look at last year, 21% K rate on the season. Um, like, he still gave a ton of hard contact, generated hardly any soft contact. If he's not 100%, um, you know, the Cardinals should do well here. Dakota Hudson on the other side will. Ground ball guy, but, uh, again, just not a guy that's going to go out and, like, strike out a ton of people. Um, you know, his strikeout rate is a little higher this season than it was last year. Very small sample size, but um, – I don't mind picking on Kansas City most of the time, but like I don't know if like is Dakota Hudson a guy that like you feel comfortable like comfortable with? Like I I don't I don't know. I'll probably pass on him. Yeah, especially on FanDuel. I know we kind of hadn't talked about much FanDuel. Auto O for seventeen. Sorry, keep going. Gotcha, but yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I I don't think I'm playing Dakota Hudson at all. Hey, we're laughing. Like I said, he let a fastball three, three, two count bases loaded and no outs. He let a fastball that was close go and he got called like that. Oh man. Like, well, listen, that's Joey Votto in a nutshell. Like, and I think Joey Votto is a good baseball player. So like, hold on. Like, I I do think he's a good baseball player. I'm not, I've never once said that. I don't think he's a good baseball player. He is a terrible DFS player. He is a terrible DFS. Like, oh, man. He's hitting three home runs today. Two home run game tomorrow. It's coming. Fire up the joke. It's, oh, it's coming, Will. Um, 
Kansas City more one-offs here, right? Like, isn't that what we're looking at? Like, Dakota Hudson, very small sample size, kind of reverse splits. Like, Dozier, Solaire, one-offs, or two-man, like, the, the, the power guys here. Yeah, man. Maybe even a little bit of Franco if if everything's going our way. So, I, I totally get it. I like that call. Um, you know, and Franco really isn't that expensive. Like, you know, I – I think we could pull it off here, Stevie. I, I really do. It's, I mean, Solaire's not – he doesn't have a crazy price either, you know, low 4K range. I I, I like that call. I, I don't mind these varieties like you talked about. You know, I, I'm with you. Giving up a lot of hard contact, a lot. Can can somebody tweet at RotoWare and tell them to get, like, friends don't let friends play Joey Votto and DFS, like, shirt going, like – I'll support that shirt. Like I'll, I will support that shirt. <laughs> Listen, um, if I'm at it, we got it. If, if, so hold on, last thing. If we're gonna do that, can we please get the Chris Davis shirt with him not even seeing a fastball go by? Oh, that that would be classic. classic. Oh man, the back of the the back of the Votto shirt should have Jokic. Say, friends don't let friends play Jokic either. Um, the Cardinals. Like, I like the Cardinals. They got into the bullpen super early on uh, Tuesday. That's what we wanted to see. Like, they really haven't done much with it yet. But they got into the bullpen super early. They, they you know, the bottom of the order, grounded a double play. Like, they've had opportunities. But I, I think, like, you know, for that aspect, we don't know how far Junis is going to go. Like, I, I think you could go back to the well on stacking the Cardinals here, Will. Like, you get to that bullpen again um early like that's a lot of innings for a bullpen that is not amazing yeah man i, I like it a lot tommy edmund goldschmidt and uh, look the numbers don't look good this season but you know when we're got a guy that's got a really low k rate and a really high x fip he's not striking anybody out and guys are coming home so uh, I, i'm willing to roll these guys out for sure uh and tommy edmund i do like him a lot i, I think and I, pl- I played a fair amount of him today as well so you know, he's accounted for a lot of their points. I like him. I, I think he's an elite play on this slate. At least, well, there's one thing that's like my saving grace. My Dodgers stack has um, Sean Manaya and Herman Marquez. So maybe I get there um, with my Dodgers stack. But I don't yeah. know. This I am, I'm tilting Tuesday slate uh, live on air with you guys. Mariners and Padres. Um, Walker against Lamets. Walker's been a guy like... I don't know. Is he – the numbers say don't play him. Um, but, like, if – I know how you are, too. You like to look at, like, the 2020 numbers for Walker. And, like, he's sitting around, like, a 4 ERA. He's been a lot better against righties. But, like, is Walker finally starting to get a little healthy? Like, I think, you know, if you look back throughout his career, like, he's shown upside at times and like, he's gotten hurt and he's shown upside at times and he gotten hurt. So like you have to really dig on Walker to get like a full season for him. But like, if we're looking at 2020, Will, and I know you like one, like looking at numbers, like he has been decent against righties. He's been awful against lefties. Um, I can't play him at 7,100. He doesn't pass the Hernandez test, but like he is close. If it was like, I think the Padres are a good offense. Like they, they have good bats um, that I, I like a lot, but like, he was in maybe a different matchup. I, I, he might pass the Hernandez test. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not taking bats against the Padres right now. Um, I mean, pitches against the Padres, and that, that's just kind of where I am. And like you said, already for the price, 
<sighs> it seems like it seems like we're gonna end up with Hernandez as our de facto cheap guy today, if if that's the direction we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pass on Walker. Um, but I, I'd play him over some of these other guys, though. Like I, I, I think I'd definitely play him over Fires, obviously over Fulmer. I think I'd play him over Clevenger, but he's. I'm still not gonna play him over Grail of Matt, who we're about to talk about. Yeah, uh, you know, on the other side, we have Lamette. Um, let's talk some Lamette. I mean, dude, 34.1% K rate, 3.9 X FIP. Listen, his fly ball rate is up there, but listen, a lot, some, some everybody can't be a ground ball pitcher. And, you know, quite frankly, ground ball and, 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 uh, and, and fly ball, we don't want to say bad good. It's just relative to their skill set. He's still a strikeout guy. I like him in this spot. I think he should do really well. There's strikeouts to be had. Uh, he'll probably pick up at least one one every inning at, at the radius. I mean, he's at 34%. That's pretty much one every inning if he had to face three bats. So I, I like him a lot here. I, I think, you know, you already talked about the gray Lamette pairing. I think that's an outstanding uh, way to approach tournaments today to be able to get, you know, a, some quality bats everywhere. So uh, I think Lamette's an elite play today on this slate, even with the other high upside pitchers. Don't let Chris Paddock, like, get you off of Lamette. Like, I know Paddock – I played a, a, t- a ton of Chris Paddock. Um, like, one of the reasons that I'm tilting is Chris Paddock. But, like, J.P. Crawford, he threw him a pitch right down the middle and Crawford crushed it. Um, and, and, like, he just gave up a couple little, like, Babbitt singles um, in the first setting to give up a couple runs. So, like, don't let Chris Paddock's performance get you off of Lamette. Like, it's a new day. Like, you just got to wash it away. Like, again, like, I'm heavily invested. I'm going to lose money on Paddock. I have played a ton of him. I'm going to Lamette. I'm going right back to the well to the spot because the spot is the right spot. Um, Seattle offense, like, Seager's good. Nola's good. We really don't know what White is yet. It's He's, like, he's so early in his career. We don't really know what to expect. Like, we're seeing a ton of strikeouts, but a ton of power and a ton of fly balls. Um, it's like they replaced Vogelbach with White. Um, but, like, overall here, don't let that fool you on Lamette. Like, Lamette, he, he's kept the power down with the ISO. He's giving up a ton of hard contact, but he's striking out, guys. It's such a high clip. Um, like, this is a high upside spot. He's 8,600. He has a ton of upside here. So, like Lamette a lot. Um, Seattle Bats, I'm going to pass, Will. Like, I don't care that, like, they scored some runs. Like, if you want to play anybody, and I said this yesterday, play Seager or Nola. Like, those are the two guys that I play. J.P. Crawford did his first home run of the season. Good good job. Like, whatever. Like, I'm tilting, yes. I'm aggravated, yes. But um, I'm not playing these guys. Yeah, not at all. I won't have a single Seattle bat. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, Padres, I like the Padres here. Like, I think, you know, Gresham and um, Cronenworth both under 4K. Like, Cronenworth is not, like, that price that he was. Like, if you're going to play those two guys, you could throw in Tatis, Machado, um, Hosmer. Like, you know, you can make a really solid uh, four or five-man stack with San Diego here. Like, if Walker's not feeling it, if he's just, like, not having that game, Will, like, um, the Padres, like, this this offense is, like, legit. Yeah, and, and hey, let's not forget our good friend at the bottom of the order, Mr. Jerkson Profar. He's still cheap as well, so I, I like this team. I think, you know, they've got enough cheap cheap pieces, like you talked about, to make it work, you play two or three of the cheap pieces or, you know, one of the cheap pieces, if you can get your Tatis, Pachado, Hosmer, whoever else you want to play. So I like this team. I think this is another tournament set for sure. 
Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think like Gresham is he's crushing the ball this season. Three thirty-seven ISO. Tatis, we know how about he's like he, how much he's crushing. Like Hosmer's been the quiet one that like you really don't expect to crush it. Um, he's more of a ground ball guy, which is great against Walker because against lefties, like he gives up a ton of fly balls. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rockies, Diamondbacks, John Gray, Robbie Ray. Um, any interest here in John Gray? Man, I, this is a tough one for me, Stevie, because Gray hasn't really pitched well all year. And he had a fairly good start or okay start, I think, the last game out. But overall in the season, the numbers just don't look good. So I, I don't think I'm going to play him here. But I, I do want to watch this start and see how he does. If he does well in the start – Maybe he's starting to turn a corner and then I can start picking up some shares. Oh man, I don't know what to do with John Gray. Like we played him so much. Um oh, man. like mentally, like we want to play him, but we look at like 2020 and like you know, 12% K rate. The swinging strike rate is still 10%, but like hard contact rate is up. Like, you know, that that's obviously something that's super concerning. Um, when we go like on to fan graphs and like we dig into like his graphs and stuff and we start looking at that velocity was finally up in his last start, but like it's been down in the four previous starts and it's still way down compared to like 2018, 2019 Sonny or John Gray. So overall for John Gray today, I'm going to probably take the wait and see approach again. Um, yeah. If he was it, like if he was remotely better this year, just remotely better, um, maybe you can make an argument. Like I know he pitched well against Texas, but will everybody's pitched good against Texas? Like, and, and, and we see Gray's numbers, which is why I was seriously thinking about fires earlier. Jeez, it's just yeah. everybody's crazy. Yeah, but like he gave up eight or runs to Arizona in cores earlier this season. Um, the roof is going to be open in Arizona from the last time that I checked it. I hadn't checked it today, but they said that it was supposed to be open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So no, 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 thank you. Um, Robbie Ray on the other side, like he has been terrible. He 6.97 X FIP on the season. Like I know like he can still strike people out and like, that's fine. He's going to get strikeouts, but like, it doesn't matter if you're giving up six earned runs every start. Like it doesn't matter. So this is this is a this is a stay away spot for me, and I like picking on the Rockies on the road. I hope he gets ownership here. Like, I'm hoping will. I'm really hoping that like I open a projected ownership tomorrow around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, and I see twenty percent Robbie Ray and ten percent Hernandez or something along those lines. Like, the only reason Hernandez is not chalk on the slate is because Robbie Ray gets ownership, and I'm just hoping, Will, I'm just hoping, give me some Robbie Ray love. Like, you guys play him. Yeah, I mean, man, listen, I can't do it. I mean, and even if you look at 20, so let me give you 2019 numbers real quick. Just the basic, 31.4% K rate, 4.08 XFIP, 11.4% batted ball. Or, or, I mean, not bad at ball percentage, based on balls. Anyway, walking, okay? We go to 2020 numbers, 25.7. So, he's down roughly 6%. Bad, uh, I mean, uh, walks, Stevie, 19.5%. And the extra is at 6.9. So, he's pretty much up 10%, down 6%. It's just giving up almost three extra runs. I, 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 we need to be stacking the Rockies. I mean, that's really what we need to be doing here. We need to be stacking the Rockies. And I don't think we're going to do it. And 
I think I'm going to be doing it, especially with them not at Coors. They don't get the ownership when they're on the road anyway. I mean, I, I like the Rockies here, Stevie. This is I, – I like them. I think it's my tournament stack of the day for sure. Just like game stack, right? Like you can stack this whole game. Like you play both sides of this game. Like you play Arizona, you play the Rockies. Like you play both sides of this game. You'll get a lower owned stack. Roof is open. The upside's there. Like this is a game that like you can stack both sides of the game and like it could pay off huge. Like this this game could produce 15 runs and it wouldn't shock me. And it's going to have a fifth of the ownership of some of the other games like, you know, that we talked about. So I, I'm with you. I like this spot a lot. Um, and, like, it's crazy because you look at the numbers on the season for both these teams, you're like, oh, man, I really don't want to play them. But, like, this is just yeah, one of those spots where I'm playing the matchup and I just hope it pays off. I will say this. Colorado's averaging five runs on the season. Obviously, that's because they've been averaging six and a half at home, 6.4 to be exact. But – I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I I'm stacking the Dodgers. I mean, I mean the Rockies on this slate. It's just, it's no way around it. They're getting stacked. Hey, it's Stevie TPFL telling you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to 100 million dollars in prizes to all their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a one million dollar cash prize. To claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do is download the app and sign up using promo code GRIND. Then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. It's right there in the lobby. Scroll down, you'll see it. Yes, it's really that easy to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. Hey, I got 10 bucks, so um, I'm happy. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball, golf, baseball, and NASCAR action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for $1 million cash prize, top prize. That's promo code GRIND to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. We finish it off here, Will, with the Dodgers and the Giants. Clayton Kershaw, Kevin Gaussman. Um, hey, I, I said it the last couple starts, and – Kershaw might he again. might be back. He might be and back. I, like, listen, <laughs> let me say this. Let me say this. It's because this is, I think this is quite ironic. And it's not really ironic, but I think the last pod we did, we had Kershaw. And we also yep. had Bieber, I think. And I played Kershaw, and boy, was I rewarded for taking Kershaw. I think he gave up one run. I think it was a solo shot to someone. But overall, I mean, he pitched really well. I'm I'm on board with you here, Stevie. Uh, Kershaw's my top player this, on the slate today. I, I I just you look at the numbers, ground ball rate is there. I like it. I think I think Kershaw is going to be a guy I'm rolling out, especially on FanDuel where he's still under 11K. I've always said this. I don't think we're getting you know thirteen thousand dollar Kershaw back, but ten seven is very reasonable for what he's been doing. So I, I like him a lot. Yeah, the only thing that I will say is I have come to respect the Giants against left-handed pitching. Um, I will say that. Like, I do like Kershaw. Um, I think he's a fantastic play. If you're going to pay up in cash games, I still think it's the Grum for what it's worth. Um, but, like, 
I, I, I seriously think you can definitely play uh, Kershaw in tournaments over to Grom. Um, and that's, so that's all it is. This is tournament play, Steve. Is what yeah, I'm yeah, about. for sure. No, yeah. and I think you would agree with me. Like you take the floor of Degrom facing Miami. Um, Absolutely, yes. Like, man, the Giants overall the season like they haven't been great, but they, like I said, they've been a lot better against lefties than they've been against righties. They actually lead baseball in hard hit rate um, against left-handed pitching this season. So, like. He's just – he looks good. Um, he looks good. And when was the last time we were able to say Clayton Kershaw looks good? Um, it's been a while. Uh, so Two or three years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah like – He's been injured the past two seasons. Yeah, the back looks good. Everything looks good. The the movement, everything that I was looking at, like, on his graphs and stuff, everything looks good for Kershaw. So, um, I'm not going to argue with you, at, like, top play on the slate – um for, for, I, for I tournaments think, and i want yeah, to clear yeah, that up for, for the sure. people so they understood like strictly a tournament play i would not play him over to grom in cash games yeah and like if you're playing on fanduel i think you can make an argument for like lamette because of the price difference um yes but yeah like however you want to do it either way um the other side of this game like we have kevin gaussman who Kalsman, he looks good, man. He does. Like, I just go. don't play. I don't play right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. Like, and, like, that's <laughs> it's personal preference. I might, like, yes. respect him enough not to stack the Dodgers here, but, like, I'm not playing him. And, like, he has a 31.6% K rate. He – this is the Kevin Gaussman we all knew could happen. Um, and he's 6,400. Like, I, I just – I can't go. do it. There, there we go, Stevie. You, you know, I keep, I keep trying to fleece you for some jelly beans with these pitchers against the Dodgers. You know, I'm gonna have a little bit of Gaussman today. Uh, it, it's just everything looks good. I mean, you know, he's a righty. Listen, he's gonna have a lot of lefties. Boy, I, I know Baltimore feels bad by maybe not having him on the staff anymore, especially when they can actually hit the ball a little bit now. What were they thinking? But anyway, uh, I think. I think Gaussman might be a guy. It's him and Hernandez at the bottom for sure. And I think the only reason Gaussman's cheaper than Hernandez is he's facing the Dodgers. If he was facing the Angels, Oakland, I got to think he'd be 7,500, 7,800, somewhere up in there. So I, I like Gaussman today. I, th- I think I think he can get you across the finish line if you need a, a cheap SP2. I mean, if you really want to get froggy, why don't you just play Gaussman and Hernandez and then really just play all the 5K bats? <laughs> I don't think you need to do that on this slate. Yeah, though. yeah, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Don't follow me. Like, where, where is these two guys when we need a core slate? Like, <laughs> man, Robbie Correct. Ray against the Rockies and cores, maybe. But, like, I think Gaussman's a better play than Robbie Ray. Like, we oh, yeah, just got yeah, done yeah, talking absolutely. about him. Um, yeah. like, like, Kevin Gaussman is on the other side of, like, he, he actually has some positive regression coming. Like, he – is a guy that's sitting at a three X FIP with a four point six ERA. Like that's what I like to see when I want to roster someone. He put up twenty fantasy or twenty two fantasy points against the Dodgers um, the last time he faced them. So overall, I, I think like if you don't want to play Hernandez and like he's a better option than Robbie Ray, he is in my opinion. So yeah. um, it's the risk. I wouldn't bet you any jelly beans here. Like um, I don't, I don't like this spot. Um, I'm not like. Like, this is one of those spots where, like, the only way I would stack the Dodgers is, like, if I pulled up lineup HQ and I saw, like, projected ownership under, like, 5% for the Dodgers here. And, like, that's where I would jump all over the Dodgers because they're just too good. Like, 
yeah. Muncie just hit a home run, and like that, that just makes me so happy. I was so tilted, and Muncie hit a home run. And I'm like, all right, maybe I got a shot. Um, Giolito's throwing a no hitter through seven. Maybe I got a shot. Well, who knows? Um, but yeah, like I don't like outside. Like I said, outside if the Dodgers are low owned, like that's probably the only interest that I have in overall in bats in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100. Um, yeah. That's it. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. Man, I'm going Gaussman. Yeah. E- e- easy pickets here. I-, I think I know who you're going with. Hernandez. It's, yeah. Yeah. Man. Everybody knows where we're going today. Yep. Like, I, I make it pretty clear on who I like. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, it's got to be Clevenger. <laughs> no, that's Clevenger. not the right answer, Will. The, the right answer is John Lester. Um, no, no, no. Listen, I already knew that was your guy, but and I was going to target <laughs> Clevenger anyway. I already knew this. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, under or over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Uh, real easy for me, man. I'm, I'm going Marcus Simeon. Really like Simeon here in this spot. I stacked the Giants. Like I said, I was going to as like – and Brandon Belt just hit a home run. You know who I didn't play in my stack? Brandon Belt. Brandon um, Belt, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, I'm going to go with Joey Gallo. I, I, man, like I know he's I like had a rough start to the season, but a, a guy that doesn't strike people out, like this is a spot I love. Um, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Man, I'm, I'm going bottom of the barrel. We talked. We talked about this team – I think this guy was on there last week. Not going to use him this time. I'm actually going Trent Grisham. Uh, I've got two other guys on that team that I like as well, but I'm going with Grisham today. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I'm going to go Derek Dietrich. Um, oh, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like hopefully it's two bombs. Um, we've seen him hit multiple home run games. So uh, give me give me a stack that's going to score six or more runs, Will. I'm going with Oakland today, guys. And and look, I, I was really close to seeing Colorado because I'm probably going to if I'm if I'm running one lineup a single entry, I'm probably going Colorado, Oakland if it's DK, and FanDuel. I'm probably going with like either Boston or Toronto and and either Oakland or or, or the Rockies. Like that. That's probably what I'm doing. I like it. You know who brings the Cheddar home tonight? The Detroit Tigers. That's who's going to bring home the Cheddar tonight. I like um, it. I need to get out of here before um, I start talking about the Tigers too much. But, Will, do you have any final thoughts before we do get out of here? No, nah, man, I'm good to go, brother. Always a pleasure to hang out with you on the pod. It is. It is. It is indeed. Um, you know, make sure you're checking out the NBA podcast. Will's been over there a bunch. Um, looking forward to NBA being over so I can um, be selfish and get Will over here more often. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.